Heavenly Father, we're grateful and we're thankful for the great privilege you've given us tonight to be here. I thank you, Lord, for each and every one that's here. I give you praise and thanksgiving, God, for their lives, their hearts, and their willingness to serve you. I'm thankful, God, also that the service did not begin when we bowed our heads, that a child of God will be continually praying, Lord, as you ask us to pray without ceasing. I pray for those sick and shut in that we know of. I pray for those that we don't even know their names, that you would just touch and bless them, Father, and lift them and encourage them. I pray for this precious family, Lord, that's been through this tragedy. I pray for these young children. I pray for each of this family that, God, you just, through your power and your might, you'd bring understanding and comfort and peace and grace and surely your mercies. Continue to lead us and guide us, Lord, as we work to do your will. So you may be praised. We ask it all and we pray and ask your blessings to be upon your own word. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have your Bibles with you, I'd ask you to turn with me to the Gospel of John, the New Testament Gospel of John. I'm going to be in chapter 12 tonight, John chapter 12, preface this message in a way that would speak that Jesus, as he traveled his earthly ministry, as he met people, those whom believed and those whom did not believe. Same in a lot of ways that we meet people today. Uh, I have people almost daily that tell me, I hear what you say, but I don't believe what you say. Uh, I give them the scripture and I give them the verse. I read what you say, but I don't believe what I read or what you say. And, you know, it was a point in my life as a young Christian that it caused me great distress when I heard someone say that. But as I mature in Christ, I find that what God would have me to do is not to be in distress, but God would have me to be in a spirit of prayer and timidity on behalf of that individual's needs. Uh, there's a lot of pity that's needed there, and there's a lot of prayer that's surely needed in the life of someone whom don't believe. There's people that you and I have met and we've shared the gospel message with that will never come to Christ to a saving grace. I say that with a lot of heaviness in my heart. There's people that we meet that will come to Christ that we believe are saved and forgiven, but yet they won't live that way. They'll live still in their own old ways, in a way that's pleasing to themselves and displeasing to the will and the Word of God. So there's all types and all walks, and that's exactly what Jesus shares with us out of this chapter 12 of the Gospel of John. Uh, the people that came around him as he came around and spoke there was those whom believed. There was those whom chose not to believe. Uh, we have meetings every week. Uh, I share messages on the website uh, every day. There's not a day that I've ever had since 2005 when the website began that I have not had at least one derogatory comment from somebody somewhere in the world that said, I hear what you're saying, but I don't believe a word of it. And, you know, when I hear that, whether I know their name or not, 
I just immediately stop what I'm doing and I begin to pray for their needs. Because what they need is Christ. They don't need me. They don't need you. They don't need anything that this world has to offer. But what they need most of all in their life is the Lord Jesus Christ to take control of their life and to save their soul from sin. That's what they need. But they don't understand their needs. We have to remember that. That's about where we pick up if we look in verse number 44 of chapter 12 of the Gospel of John. Jesus cried and said, He that believeth on me believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. In verse 45, And he that seeth me seeth him that sent me. I am come a light into the world, that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. For I come not to judge the world, but to save the world. He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. Verse 49, For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me. He gave me a commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. In verse 50, And I know that His commandment is life everlasting. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. May God tonight bless the reading of His Word. Just seven verses. But listen to the power and the words of Christ as He shared with His people. You see, what He came offering and still offers today, praise God, is a gift of eternal life. We have things in our life that we can look at and we can read the bottles, we can read the cans, uh, we can watch it on television or hear it on radio advertisements. Uh, everybody wants to continue to be young and to look young and act young and have vigor of youth and all these things that would cause our life to seem to live forever. But, beloved, all those have no meaning at all, but the Word of Christ offers and can give us a promise of eternal life. If we look here in verse 44, Jesus cried, He that believeth on me, believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. Immediately we understand that Jesus has taken the proof of eternal life off of himself because of whom who sent him, which is God the Father. You see, I know people quite well that I speak to quite often that share with me, oh, I believe there's a God. Oh, I believe there is a heaven. Oh, I believe there's this, and I believe the Bible for that. But if there's one thing I can't believe, I can't believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And you know, I stop with a heavy heart, and I try to explain to them, what the Bible says. You see, beloved, if there's one thing you and I do not have the power to do, is that is to rearrange the gospel message. You see, the gospel message is written from Genesis 1-1 to Revelation chapter 22. It's all right here in this blessed book we call the Bible. But if there's one thing we find, I find, 
in ministry that people are failing more and more every day to do, regardless of age, regardless of their health, is spending any time in the Bible like we all should. I said we because I include myself. If I had an opportunity where all I needed to do and my other needs would be met, I'll promise you I would stay in the Word of God as many hours a day as I possibly could sit in a chair. I love to read the Word of God. I love to study the Word of God. And you know, I've been asked many times, as much as you read the Bible, you must really love to read all types of books. And I'll give you a quick answer. No, I don't. I read very, very, very few books except the Bible. Now, I read commentaries. I read doctrines. I read many things about the Bible. But as far as picking up a novel and and looking through it and skimming through, uh, I don't take the time to do that. Quite honestly, my focus is on the Word of God and trying to understand more about the words of Christ. And Jesus says in verse 45, And he that seeth me, seeth him that sent me. Now what he's doing here, I believe, is clarifying that I and the Father are one. He and the Father are one. You see, we have to understand one thing. We serve a God in three persons, a Father, a Son, and a Holy Ghost. And it's so easy for some people to understand that there's a God But it's so difficult for people to understand that there's a Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. And surely, if they don't believe in Jesus Christ and trust in Him, very few have understanding of the Holy Ghost, the one whom speaks to us, the one who makes the intercession of our prayer before us and our Lord in heaven. It says in verse 46, I am come a light into the world, that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. Now, if you stop and think about that in a sense of light and dark in its, in its uh, most basic form, uh, when we lay our heads down of a night or look outside, we see that the sun has set and we have a dark sky. Surely that's darkness. And surely that's a good illustration, beloved, of the heart of someone whom is lost. Does that mean that their heart is dark because of the way they're living their life? Not necessarily. And listen to me carefully as I say these words. Not necessarily. But so many times people choose to live their life in this darkness and never seek after the true light of God. Now, what I seek after in ministry to learn is how I can better share with those people how the light could be introduced into their life, the light being the Lord Jesus Christ I'm speaking of. You see, you and I could walk into a dark room and flip a switch, and a 59-cent light bulb could light up the whole place where we could sit there and count the hairs on each other's heads. But you see, that is light that's created by man, and that's the light that many seek after. But you see, for eternal life to take place in your lives, you have to seek after not the light of man, but the light of God. And for us to seek after the light of God, we have to begin a relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, God saw fit that when we were in our sins, that He chose to take upon Himself the body of a man and come into this world and to allow Himself to be born 
and to die on behalf of the debt of sin we had so we could overcome that great debt of sin. You see, there was no other way. But you know what I read in all that is surely a powerful doctrine, but what I read into it each time, it brings tears to my heart and my eyes many times, is that the greatness of God's love for us. You see, the Bible says we can love each other, we can love one another because God first loved us. You see, God loved you, beloved, well before the beginnings of time. You see, because God always was. Uh, God didn't have a beginning and God never will have an ending. Praise His name. But you see, you and I do. We have a beginning. But even yet, while we were in our sins, Christ died for our sins. You see, on that cross, Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, he knew the sin debt of you and I even this very day. We serve an omnipotent God. We serve an all-knowing God. We serve a God who knows things that we'll never fathom the understanding of. We may try to reason. We may talk to some of the smartest and the highest IQ'd people in the world, but never will there be a complete understanding of how much God loves you and me. If we look further in verse 47... Jesus says, And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. So let's stop there for just a moment. So many people will stop and look and condemn our Lord Jesus Christ because of the fact they feel that the judgment of God will rest through him on them. You see, there's not a one, beloved, that you'll ever meet that God is going to condemn to hell for you see, the ones whom are in hell today and that will be in hell forever are the ones who have chosen themselves not to follow after the Word of God. Amen. Very important point to make because there's so many people I hear would tell me that I wish there's anything that I could say or anything I could do to call someone to come to a saving grace. Well, you can pray. There's mighty power in prayer if you pray and, and you're a believer. But you see, so many times we look at it and say, well, I don't know what God's will is. Well, I don't know what God's will in my life many times is either, beloved, but I know one thing. He loves me enough that He chose to send His Son to a cross to die on behalf of my sin debt. And you know, I'm thankful for that today. It's not anything I fully understand. And it's not anything for me to ponder over. But if there's one thing in it that I always understand deeper and deeper every day as I grow as a Christian, is that God loves me so much that He was willing to sacrifice His only begotten Son so that I could have life and I could have it everlasting. I'm so thankful for that. You see, what we're talking about here is nothing that it takes a Ph.D. in theology to understand. It's the most basic things. I remember some years back, I had a, a mother at a, at a church to come to me after I, I spoke on a Sunday morning. And, and she come walking up to me when it was time and we were having an invitation and altar call. And, and she come walking up to me and she whispered in my ear, would you please pray with my son? And, and I said, sure, I will. And I said, where is he at? And I looked down there and the little lad, little boy was right down there at the bottom of the, of the altar. And I couldn't even see him. He was so small. He's probably wasn't two or three feet in height. And he was just sobbing his eyes out. And, you know, I walked down there with that mother. 
And I put my arm around the little boy's shoulder, and he looked up at me, and his eyes were so swollen shut from tears. And he asked me, he said, do you believe God loves me enough that God would save me? And you know, when he said those words and the way, beloved, he said those words, I knew then without any question, God had already spoken to that child's heart. And you know, there's nothing any more tender than the spirit of a tender child's heart. Amen. So many times, we as we grow older, our hearts also grow harder. And we seem to become like leather on the inside, if you will. And we seem like we don't want the things of this uh, uh, of the Word of God to attach to us. And, and we don't want to get too uh, in much in belief. And we don't want to get too involved in church. And, and we don't want to get too deep as a Christian. And, and we want somebody else maybe to do something that, that we at one point maybe could do, like teach Sunday school or, or, or share a, a message somewhere to assist a living home. But you know what we need to be doing, beloved, every day is we need to be doing what God has asked and what God has called us to do. And you know what that is in your life is very different than it is in my life and the lives of those around you right now, even this very moment. You gotta understand this. Verse 48 says, He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. He's speaking of God the Father. You see, Jesus says so clearly in this word that he didn't come to judge, he came to save. He became the perpetuation, beloved, of your sin, dead, and mine a sacrificial lamb on behalf of you and I. If we look at verse 49, For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which had sent me. He gave me a commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. What we understand there is so clearly that we have a Son being fully obedient unto the Father. We have the Son of God being fully obedient unto His Father. You see, He came not into this world because of anything that was His first choosing, but of His Father's choosing. You see, He came not into this world to step upon a cross and and be nailed to a cross and, and to just freely die and shed His blood, but it was part of the Father's plan. It was part of His Father's plan. You and I, every day as we live our lives, we try to plan out every step of what we're going to plan to do that day, don't we? We try. But you know, probably 98% of what I plan to do every day, it doesn't happen the way I plan to do it every day. And as the day goes on, I have to rearrange things, and I have to rearrange schedules, and I have to rearrange my time, and I have to rearrange what I do and how I do it. But you see, when God called forth His Son, Jesus Christ, to be born in a manger, to walk on this earth as much man as He was God. We know then that God faced and God received upon Himself humiliation in knowing that He would step Himself out of heaven's glory down to a stable where he would become that of a man in a sin-cursed world. That's how deep, beloved, God loves you in this world. We know John 3.16 very well. 
For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever shall believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but rather through His Son the world shall be saved. John 3.16, John 3.17. If we look in the last verse, verse 50, the words of Christ says, And I know that His commandment is life everlasting. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father has said unto me, so I speak. Confirmation once again. Jesus Christ wants each of us to know, wants these people to know that I came not for you to follow after the things that I say, for I share with you the things that our Father in heaven asked me to speak unto you. You know, as we read the Word of God every day, there's one common theme. And that common theme and that common thread from Genesis 1-1 to Revelation chapter 22, it's all about Jesus. There's so many people that read through the Bible and have so much difficulty trying to understand how they fit in to what the Bible says. Well, I want you to know, beloved, there's no way you'll ever have any insight and understanding completely in the Word of God unless you have a relationship with God first. I'm so thankful that every day that I can pick up this blessed book and read and study, I'm so thankful that what I read and what I study becomes a living Word in my heart because of the power of God through the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, as I read these verses, sometimes I literally feel like that my feet are covered in dust. I literally feel like sometimes that I'm walking with the disciples as they walked with Christ. Why do I feel that? Because when I study the Word of God, beloved, and we seek after the will and the Word of God, we need to completely immerse our spirits with His. And if we immerse our spirits with His, we're going to become one in Him. Praise God. Going back to that first verse that I share with you out of verse 44. Jesus cried out, He said, He that believeth on Me believeth not on Me, but on Him that sent Me. And he that seeth Me seeth Him that sent Me. I don't know where you are tonight in your walk with Christ. And you know, there's people, sadly enough, that will hear this message. Maybe some in this place... Maybe some somewhere else in the world for sure that will hear this message and wonder, who is this Jesus that he speaks about? You know, sometimes when I hear that and I read the emails and, and hear from the folks and talk to a few on the telephone during the days, the one thing I always think about most is, is how can you walk all of your life? How can you attend church uh, as many hours and as many days and as many months and years as many people do and still die and go to hell. How can that still be? And yes, I've asked God many times, Father God, how can someone hear the Word taught and hear the Word preached day after day and week after week and still not come to a saving grace? Yeah, I've asked God that many times. And the answer keeps coming back the same. Jesus says, I didn't come to judge you. I came to seek and to save you. And you know, I know there's some people, because of how many will hear this message, 
that are lost and need the salvation that only Jesus Christ and His shed blood can bring. I don't know who the people are, but God does. I don't know who in this place tonight is the most nearest eternity, but one of us is. There's one in this room, if not more than one in this room, that we know will be the very next one that God will call out of this world. And you know, I've heard it said many times, and I don't share this as a scare to anyone at all, but we don't have a promise, beloved, of tomorrow or even the next breath we breathe. I know of too many people, while I was working as a chaplain at the hospital, that I'd go in their room and they'd be perfectly well. They'd be sitting up in the bed and they'd be talking and watching television and we'd have a good fellowship and a time of prayer and I'd see them reading their Bible and and I'd see they were getting tired and I would leave the room and not for 20 minutes or so, I'd hear someone come and grab me and say, I want you to come with me to a room for he or she has just passed away. And you know, it happens that fast. You see, we're not promised anything of eternity except through Jesus Christ. And you see, if we don't have that relationship with Him, beloved, we have no promise at all there at all. The only thing we have a promise of is we'll die and we'll be buried and we'll spend eternity with a separation from God. And you know, I love all of you to hear me too much to ever not let you hear what's true and to share with you what's not true. I want you to hear the truth. I want you to hear what the Word of God says so that your lives can be transformed, not by anything that I say, not by anything that I do, but because of what the Word of God says. I pray tonight that you will begin, if you have not already, that relationship that God seeks and desires to have with each of you. You know, every one of us in this room, one of the greatest desires we need to have in our life every morning we wake up is today, Lord, I want to have a closer walk and a closer relationship with you. That should be our daily prayer. should be one of the greatest desires we have in our heart each and every day. Yet so many wake up and the first thing on their mind when they awake is, what will I wear and how will I act and where will I go today? Never knowing that before the day's over, they may step out of this world without Christ. You see, God called us, beloved, and God gave us a great task in His great commission when He called us to share the gospel message unto all nations and all people. That's what God placed us here for. And, beloved, I believe with all my heart that's why God leaves us here in this world. I trust you fulfilling that obligation that God's called you to do. Can I ask you to bow your heads with me for closing prayer and invitation? Father, we're so thankful, we're so grateful for the privilege that you have blessed us with today to share your word with these wonderful people. But Lord, all I can do is share and speak into their ears, Father, and, and maybe speak slightly under their emotions. But God, I pray that you will speak unto their heart. I pray, God, what we share tonight, Father, will do more than just be listened Father God, may it be something that will be life-changing. I thank you tonight, Lord God, for the saving grace of your Son, Jesus Christ. I thank you, God, no matter how steeped
and how deep we are in the sins of this world, that your blood is efficacious and the power is so great in cleansing that the deepest of sinners can walk and be cleansed and set free. I thank you, Lord, for the cross. Father God, I thank you for allowing yourself to be robed in flesh and to come into this sin-cursed world and take the form of a man and to die on a cross on a hill we call Calvary and allow the sin debt of this entire world to be placed upon your shoulders. God, help each of us each day to do your work and your will in a way that would be pleasing to you. Father God, I would pray that if any in this place tonight, anyone that may hear this word is lost and just wondering, God, may you speak and convict their hearts before it's eternally too late. Keep, continue to keep your hands and your right away, God, in each of our lives. Help each of us, God, tonight to lift up our brothers and our sisters and to continue to nurture them, Father, in the word and admonition of the Lord. May your will, Father, be our own. May your way, God, be our path. And may your love, God, be firm in our hearts. For we ask and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. This concludes tonight's live worship service. We pray that by the power of the Holy Spirit, each one listening has been blessed through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. We invite you to join us back again next week for another live outreach worship service as we together continue praising Jesus Christ. Those tonight who have made decisions to follow Christ, desiring additional biblical resources, or anyone with special prayer concerns are personally invited to visit the Praising Jesus ministry website. The web address is www.praisingjesus.org. That address again is www.praisingjesus.org. We want to thank each of you tonight for listening. We invite you back again next week as together we seek God to guide, mold, and speak to our hearts and lives through the power of the Holy Spirit. Good night and may God bless each of you is my prayer.